to Cloud Unplugged. I'm John Shanks. And I'm Jake Ashaw. And today, as mentioned in the previous episode, we are talking about building talent and more academies of like how you can grow, um, I guess, the skills in your business, mostly around really engineering. Yeah, um, the, the things that we know, right? So cloud, engineering, I mean, sort of know. <laughs> yeah. uh, delivery management, product management, some of the things. Yeah, um, and then what? Maybe what characteristics lean into to, to some of these things? Yeah, and, and sales and marketing as well. Yeah, really. I guess it's all like growth, as if if, exactly. you're, if you're wanting to grow people into different roles mm. at the time, and you're not just going off to hire people that have like completed it, yeah, uh, so to speak, and then they're going to come in um, and then just do the doing. Yeah, and this is about how do you build that talent pool up so that you have people that are going on a journey with you and your business mm. and growing with your business and so much to be said about people that kind of understand like where you've been you know like when when someone has been in a business for a long time and they become like super valuable yeah uh, to the business because they just know how it operates and stuff but getting that fresh kind of perspective on things bringing new people into the into the industry even like cross sector so people that are kind of joining tech or this domain for the first time from different industries are not like um in the new to work yeah they're, they're moving from another domain um is, is really super super useful it like if you kind of go on the journey that we've had in terms of like engineering and getting to learn learn sales and marketing and then applying the same engineering practices to those domains and how useful that's been it's it's yeah like pretty cool yeah useful non-useful depends yeah. on how you want to look at it but yeah i think it's got limitations oh true definitely but yeah, yeah it's been good it's been good learning but i was also thinking about like because there's so many different routes like apprenticeship apprenticeships mm. um and you know maybe return to work people or universities um or maybe even people that aren't not even either of those and just basically people that are fresh out of school or, you know, because some of our skills like cloud, do you need to go to uni to be good at cloud? There's Absolutely so many not. cloud courses on there. There's so much out there for devving. You might have a hobby. Yeah. You might just really enjoy it as a hobby, but never studied it. So to build a good team, I guess, do you think you should have a mix of those things? I genuinely think it starts with passion. I believe that you're never really going to be good at something that you don't have a passion for. Mm. Like really good at something, right? Um, if you're kind of just like mumming along and doing a job um, and you're not passionate about it, then you've got no curiosity to learn more about it and, then, and drive it and things like that. So, yeah, like you said, you, you could come from any level, um, but um, unless you're kind of passionate about it, I just don't think that you'd learn very fast yeah. or have any real desire to, to pick those things up quickly and then retain that knowledge because it's about retaining that and building on that retained knowledge. Yeah, true. Let's say let's say you are kind of um, you you are passionate passionate about let's say tech or something like that, um, and you've not gone to university. Um, what would you say like is a good way of breaking into the industry? So if you're a business, and there's lots of routes for to to attract people through. Mm. Um. You know what would it take to make it work, and obviously you're going to have to have to have the right internal infrastructure. What do you mean to um, to train that person and make sure they're supported and stuff? Or? Well, yeah, like, there's a lot of things to, that you 
probably want to explore before people come through. So you need to first of all work out like, what are all the things that we want somebody to go through that tells us that they'll work well mm. um, inside this organization. Yeah. And that could be like communication, you know, collaboration, not even really just technical skills, aptitude. Yeah. Um, and so you'd have to think through those things. Then you've got even the selection criteria post that, you know, the interview stages, once they've kind of gone through those bits. Mm -hmm. um, and then you've got to then train those people up. And so you've got to have the right material and train them. Up. And then they've got to be mentored enough because obviously they're not going to have learned everything in such a short period of time to be exceptionally, you know, like nailed the industry after like six weeks or whatever. Yeah. So then you're going to have to have the right coaching and mentorships in place so that you can grow those people. And that you've got to have those types of people that can the, mentor yeah, exactly. in the business exactly who, that, who yeah. really enjoy that yeah. and really enjoy coaching people and really enjoy, you know, investing in others. Yeah. Um, as much as everything else and that's quite a you know once you've got those things in foundationally i guess they're the pin they'd be the main things to look at and then i guess then it boils down to where you find them mm. um and what type of people are you you want a mix of um but yeah yeah that's a lot of things there's <laughs> a lot of things but then i think i guess you're you're whittling down from all of the people looking for jobs um, that are kind of, um, you know, wanting to come into You've business. You've got a screen, haven't you? Somewhere. That's what yeah. I mean, right? So um, in, in normal kind of graduate programs or, you know, kind of quite wide, um, wide reaching uh, popular programs, you have literally hundreds or thousands of people applying for a single role. Um, and there might only be like, say, four or five in that grad intake yeah. at a certain company. So going through that kind of, shortlisting process to then get people into a program just as much as as the company you're trying to find um the right person for your company that person is also learning and exploring what it is to be in that industry yeah and they might drop out so and it that's quite there's quite a high percentage of people that do right so it's a kind of fit both ways until you get to the kind of you know them being in your business and going through the probation stages and learning stages and all that kind of stuff um, and then growing. Yeah. Um, but it's a really good thing to do to kind of yeah. pass on your skills and um, to keep people kind of coming in. And well, to invest excited. other people. I mean, yeah, to, to invest. Fair, them. I mean, yeah. I stole, I mean, I kind of met the that company Rock, R O Q, mm. um, and I was speaking to them about what they'd done. Yeah. Um, and they'd done like a phenomenal job of like a lot of lessons learned and then figuring out where things worked well where things didn't work well over time um but put a lot of energy into perfecting it as much as can obviously it's never done thing it's yeah. always going to change that was really insightful in terms of like actually what they'd done already nice um and even mentioning like job centers and things they said they actually had success from that like not just even the like the actual legit dwp job center yeah actually going to the oh, job wow. center and registering the job at a job center which oh, i just would for me i know it sounds bad but i wouldn't even think to do that yeah well i guess because you kind of think in tech yeah um i don't know you've got like a bit of here in the uk a bit of a negative connotation to yeah. anything government a little bit yeah, like it's yeah, not yeah. very effective yeah um it's a bit harsh but you know given the news kind of warranted i suppose to I, a degree but I, I genuinely did i completely forgot that job center exists wow. because you just you you think about like linkedin and like you know all of these different yeah. kind of 
sourcing platforms, if you will, on, on the internet. Um, and there's actual physical things called job centers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. I know. And so, I like, the, I know. Entirely. I, I didn't really dawn on me either, to, yeah. to be fair. Um, which is kind of obvious when it was said yeah, to a degree. Exactly. But you just forget about those exactly. things because you exactly. get so, like, wedded in your own exposure. Little world. Yeah, yeah. to exposure to things. <laughs> yeah. But they'd obviously done quite a lot of this stuff. And then, obviously, we've also worked with other companies like NetBuilder, I think, that then got bought by QA Consulting, et cetera. And they obviously did similar models. And there's like Makers Academy and all these different ones mm. that then other third, you know, bigger organizations then tend to use, especially yeah. financial yeah. institutions. So there's like patterns for this stuff and they bring big cohorts in and um, from different sources and kind of go through, you know, trying to sift out who the right fit is and who isn't and mm. then who's going to be able to commit to this type of skills they're looking for. But I think the biggest thing is trying to work out where you're weighting the people because I think over time depending on where you are in a stage of business, what you need, softer skills. I don't know why, but I think soft skills, if you get the aptitude right, aptitude right, unless you're looking for an absolute genius, you know, like somebody that just, just has a real propensity to something mm. that's quite unique compared to the rest, like they're in the very small percentile yeah. of, the, of that industry, then the rest is probably learnable. Like most people have got the right attitude and the right aptitude can and commitment to it mm. can learn it um, if they're committed to do so. And I think it's harder to learn softer skills. Yeah, um, for sure, right? They're just they're more kind of ingrained. intrinsic to yeah, exactly. personality traits and Way characteristics. Yeah. 100%. So, yeah, I'm definitely in favor probably more on the soft skills unless you need yeah, right. it just, certain people for some reason that have got really, really good experience that you're going to wait. Actually, the softer skills maybe aren't quite as important. Yeah than the capability and you're yeah. like actually I don't mind you know the more weighted on the capability than the other one so yeah. it just depends what it is you're looking for but yeah I guess the the value that each um, uh, each kind of person brings is so unique to the person to a certain yeah. degree rather than the role right because even if you don't necessarily have um, like at, you know attitude aptitude and all that kind of stuff culture is another thing that changes oh, massive, yeah. massively every yeah. time every time you recruit someone into the business you are changing the culture of the business just yeah. a little bit yeah um and that can have quite a huge impact to the business as well so so like, you, do you know of a company that's got a culture that you admire i don't know like if i suppose you might only ever know of the big brands that's what i mean yeah. right exactly like so there's a there was this book that i read called um no rules rules have you, have you heard of that? No, I don't think um, so. So it's about the kind of rules or lack thereof at Netflix. Um, oh, right. Uh, and it was it was quite, you know, talked about the culture at Netflix and th the fact that there are no rules or the rules are like really, really, like they're super simple. Um, like their expense policy, as an example, is do what's right for the business. Right. That's it. It's not like... Oh, it's true though. <laughs> what do you mean? That it is that there? But who policy. decides what's right? Exactly, that's the point. So you you create something really ambiguous uh, and set that as the principle or the policy or the rule or whatever. And the whole book was about that. Um, is is the behaviour or culture that that drives? 
Oh, I um, see. So by by having no rules, you yeah. get to define your own rules. Kind of. Because um, principally, you would have to, wouldn't but you? But then, rule. But then, then like, the, the culture and the rules is just what people do, right? It's not really whether or not you have roles. It's just what, what culture is. What people do. That's how you define culture. Yeah, dynamics between people exactly, as well. Obviously, exactly. like yeah. But that's and in terms dynamics. of action. Yeah. Normally, it's it's a favour for. But I think a lot of leaders, like the leadership of a team, will dictate quite a lot. Of Most the, culture is top down, always. Yeah, because if you've got a yeah. good, if you've got certain leadership and they're hiring people in that team, yeah. and you know that's going to create a dynamic of a team. And if that team is quite different to a dynamic of another team, and they've got to work mm. together, and you've got different types of leaders and different types of dynamics going on, but it only goes so far, right? So, like, let's say, like, say Amazon. Jeff Bezos isn't exactly defining the culture of like Amazon warehouse work. Do you know what I mean? Like, even even in the example that you gave, the, didn't he create certain rules where teams couldn't teams had to like the API for the for the engineering yeah, for like engineering. APIs is like you can't really talk to each other. Yeah. It needs to be defined, yeah, yeah. and that would have defined the culture presumably. Like but when not, you start to put rules in place like that, that's top down. Then I imagine he had he has influenced the culture. Um, just by defining what he expects people to behave like in terms of even engineering standards, very easy for 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 a, a, an area that is like that, like like an engineer and uh, teams and things like that. But do you reckon the same is true of say warehouses or yeah. you know the other kind of stores, Amazon stores and things like that? Yeah, you all. One of his other rules. Um, <laughs> List off the rules. Yeah, Come on, let's so see. One this. of his other rules <laughs> yeah. was basically you could never wear different coloured gloves, and oh, that caused yeah. a yeah. Why? It was wow. Why that was a big yeah, big old uproar. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know of that one, but yeah, I don't know about warehouses and things like that. Obviously, that's that's different, and then the culture there might be different from mm. the rest of Amazon anyway. That's what I mean, um, as a business overall. So, do you reckon the culture is somewhat set by like the job function? And the company. And the size. And the size and the... Yeah, yeah exactly. there's only so much. But that's nothing to do with obviously building talent. But however... <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> um, it is massively important because yeah. I think, the, like you're saying, the culture and this, the people you're looking for... Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely are interlinked. But I do... Uh, on the cultural side, it is strange how cultures shift. So even I've, with different people coming and going. Like You'll see a change in culture depending on the size of your business as well. But even at a micro level, mm. a team, a team culture will change depending on who's coming and going in it. Yeah. Right? So it might not stay the same, um, even like micro and then so, macro, it's yeah. then obviously different again. Um, just to kind of go back to the question that you asked me, is there a culture that you, from the outside, like aspire to? Yeah, I kind of asked you and then was hoping I'd have enough time to come up with my own answer because I'm not, not <laughs> to mine. <laughs> but also, whilst I, whilst I watched you struggle, yeah. I was like, I've got That's nothing. Really I've question. got nothing to answer like, Nice one. Just Thanks, a man. vacuum of empty space. Brilliant. Because um, <laughs> no, I, I think I concluded the same. I was like, actually, there's probably some, some bits I like, admired on like working like working environments mm. which, is, which is a p a piece of the culture overall you know in like what google mean? google oh, when they first started yeah, yeah. and like the food and all the other things <laughs> and that was obviously <laughs> that's quite, all gone away yeah exactly yeah, that, yeah i think they've stopped that maybe yeah. um so there's bits of it that sounded kind of you know quite good in terms of like treating staff 
and giving back to people that are working and that was quite a nice culture because basically at that point you are saying give, you can have back but then people Is are coming it, in and just eating the food yeah I mean, all, I mean there's that apparently anyway there's that but there's also like that whole um, did you ever did you ever read the book The Circle or watch the show no I thought my brother watched that but he came no, no, that may be a different thing. So on TV. there's a circle which is like some reality TV show, but then yeah. there's a circle oh, right. which is, um, uh, it's a it's about like this kind of um, this company that's very Facebook Meta like. No, um, it's really the book is great, um, but it's it describes that like typical tech campus in like san francisco where they've got slides like beds and, like and slides and free food and every everything sleeping. is on yeah, yeah everything is in the air you know you don't ever need to leave the campus um but you know knowing that like google and all these places kind of you know they're their headquarters is are, it like are a there. black mirror episode kind, kind of kind is it like what yeah. if you to watch like a black mirror episode yeah. where it's like but in the context of tech tech yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so that um it's great it's such a so good uh the book more so than the, the film but um uh when you're when you were talking about google it it really kind of just reminded me of like a company's intention to drive the culture for its benefit rather than because it's the right thing to do necessarily do you know what i mean like yeah that like sure you, you feed people yeah gamifying a little bit like you, you're feeding people is it to keep them there longer is it because happy employees create better work? like what what is that there's always a something yeah um so maybe culture is defined by intention more maybe. so than the thing i mean that's I don't a know. quite a cyn cynical approach to like anything i'm just i'm because, just like playing i'm you know, playing with it it's like saying discovering no one's really altruistic because they I get to feel good truly believe that no no one go. is altruistic there you go, you see. Tru truly so any kind altruistic. deed is already tarnished yeah well then we're never going to win with that because then if it's like any anything you don't that believe can, that well no but i mean then that means that anything the company was to do is tarnished because it's got an ulterior motive to some degree potentially but do yeah. you believe just just to go back a little bit do you believe that there are real true altruistic acts to a degree um uh, <laughs> i wouldn't say like, that sounds like a no to me <laughs> well it depends on like in truth people can be giving obviously whether it's like you've got whether you felt good about it whether it made you feel better like all those things obviously have a selfish element to them obviously because mm. you've you've done it and it and it was a good thing to do, but it also made you feel good. Yeah. So in that context, then yeah, I suppose you could argue, oh, well, is it really altruistic? Yeah. But I mean, other than someone else feeling good in the process of doing a good thing, I'm not sure that's like, there's levels. now doesn't mean like, oh, well, that's not altruistic. And you're like, <laughs> there's levels like, of well, okay, altruism. Sorry for feeling good about a good thing I did. <laughs> but I guess there's, there's levels of altruism, right? Like, yeah. There's always going to be, there are some things that are like heavily Stop weighted. enjoying doing good things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's nothing altruistic about that. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed yeah. to feel anything, okay? To That's true, nothing. true yeah, altruism. Exactly. <laughs> as long as you feel worse than the thing that you've yeah. done, it's, it's, it You're has supposed to, be. to feel nothing. It's net altruism, <laughs> not true. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> it feels like a tax. You can't yeah. enjoy it. Going back to talent um, and, and culture uh, and, you know, then Google <laughs> <laughs> and people that you aspire to. So I um, think it's just because I like food. <laughs> so, I mean, I saw that and I was like, do you know what? I went through a phase of eating like a lot. 
honestly, like especially, especially in the mornings. <laughs> I would have found out that people at work that were getting like free breakfast and things like that. I was like, my God, I'm spending a fortune on breakfast <laughs> right now. I was like, years ago. I'll, I'll take a job. Ago. I'll take a pay like, yeah, cut just I, to get a free I breakfast. I was like, actually, I'm like quids in for this. For the amount, the, literally, the cost to me on just my breakfast alone <laughs> is justified. <laughs> um, but no, I think I, I quite like the the antithesis of it and then i've worked in companies where you'd have like beer fridges and Mm. beer fridays and the beer fridge would come out i think it used to be on wheels as well which is kind of cool because you'd get it you'd move it around everyone else yeah exactly it was like a a bell beer fridge bell and it like commanded people to like you know stop working come and enjoy enjoy. and that's good and and you follow the drinks cart right so like you kind of yeah (laughs) (laughs) always always yeah exactly (laughs) just jump on the drinks cart i am the drinks cart um uh no it's yeah exactly it's been there's 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 places that you've worked with and and what what is a bit sad is um because of all of the stuff that's gone on with covid and you know this like um the recession and things like that it feels like a lot of those experiences people coming into the workforce now won't necessarily get yeah do you know what i mean uh, and that's yeah, like yeah. like rem- or remote and remote working yeah, yeah, remote and things work. like that that's that was like it was a real yeah. nice part of that learning workplace kind of I mean, culture I'm and a massive fan and experience of like, i'm a people people person anyway mm. in the sense of like i like being around people yeah <clears throat> but yeah I couldn't imagine starting a job being a remote worker. Exactly. For me, like absolutely no way. So would hard to work connect for me. Yeah. I couldn't do it honestly. Yeah. yeah. So it wouldn't work for me. And but there are people that would does work for, but I just couldn't. I just couldn't do it. But I guess those things again. Yeah. I suppose that that culture. Even when you're onboarding people then and training. Yeah. That'd be tricky. I kind of feel like you'd have to do it in person. Yeah. The onboarding. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, that stuff we've said. All those things would feed into how someone's going to fit in Mm. so if you were going to induct somebody or you're trying to sift through and you've got a certain culture that is like of a type and you're expecting people you know you want people to to be part of everything and you want you know there's a big social aspect that you've kind of really think is very important to the culture of the business then i suppose you've got to look for that um to a degree if it's really important yeah and you know and it helps everybody else and helps them i'm always talking about films and tv shows but um you know mad men yeah and uh like smoking is obviously a big thing back then and like there was a whole yeah, culture around smoking and thing right and drinking and drink yeah of course um but it feels like that i mean that's not i don't see it as a negative thing at all um what, smoking uh no as in um the fact that we've lost that smoking indoors or taking a, yeah. um, a kind of um, a cigarette break together and things like that how people won't necessarily experience that because it's a bit weird um but uh what so you're saying you don't care that it's gone i don't care that's that gone? because you didn't do it i didn't smoke yeah, yeah exactly yeah, okay. so it doesn't affect I suppose, me yeah, at all if you, yeah. if you apply that to quite a lot of things <laughs> exactly. that might go that you didn't do yeah you probably won't care either Pro- probably not no exactly <laughs> but but uh, um you know to a certain degree there's there's a culture that went with that um, and really social, getting to know people, and you know that's how you bond with other people and, and get to know other parts of the business and things. So there's a lot that goes that just disappears completely with like remote working, mm. um, and even like value to the business because because you're connecting with someone else in the business and you know you're exchanging ideas and what you're doing and 
Yeah, it's it's yeah. just it, the impact is actually quite high. Probably. I'm trying to like problem solve. <clears throat> I mean, you can kind of do it now digitally and remote, but with like but tools me, like Miro like, and things like that. The other yeah. thing, and this is a little, this is a thing that I don't think you can ever really stop is when someone's in a room with you, you can say, "Close your MacBooks." And like keep your phone phone. So I know if yeah. you're engaged, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, I can yeah. tell because you're in a room with me. What a dictator, this guy. Tell. Just like a rule in meetings. Yeah, like true. no distractions, yeah, really yeah, to yeah. focus. Yeah. So like no MacBooks, no laptops, yeah. like you have to keep them closed, no phones either. Like mm -hmm. we just need to solve this problem. But when you're remote, you know that there's like a Slack message popping up or there's an email thing that might be checking. And they're on the computer. And then and it, they're context switching. Yeah. So they're kind of half engaged in what you're trying to do, you know, and then they're then flitting flit to something else and then coming back. And that's not very productive if mm. you're like all trying to get brain power yeah. on a problem. Yeah. And that's really hard. You can't do that digitally. You can't ever know. I bet you, you know what? I bet that there is a app or some sort of mobile device Spyware. management device <laughs> mobile device management thing that forces that to happen well, all the apps shut like or, or <laughs> it, it, locks, it locks like just a full screen video red button but i, like I attention i, I guarantee you all their apps i mean i don't i've never looked at this but yeah. i guarantee you that exists someone has thought about that and it probably is a thing if I you have very dogmatic it might, but yeah. at the same time like i think you know, as somebody that does get distracted easily, and I will because I can't help not look at Slack sometimes. I, I'm a person that does it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I know, I'm, yeah. yeah, exactly. Somebody will be chatting to me, and I'll be like, I'll have an attention span for a while, and then something else gets right. my attention, and I'm just like, yeah, like that. And then oh, I'm fluffy like, dog. I'm, and, I'm kind of <laughs> yeah. and then I'm like reading, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I'll like pretend and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, we should. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, <laughs> I didn't really fully hear what you just said. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's like really bad because you're like, that's. I'm allowing myself. No, people know that. That's that's when they ask you for pay rights. I watch everybody do it. So it's fine. I literally watch somebody who are really bad for it as well. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be like, and I watch people do it all the time with one another, even if it's not me. And yeah. you just think, we're all not paying attention to each other because we've all got attention span issues here because we're getting sidetracked with. Maybe because of remote working. Maybe yeah. TV. Maybe, maybe. I don't know, but you know, is... Netflix and all of these ad. It's got to have yeah. had a productivity cost yeah. on when you're focusing on a problem and how committed people are to, especially it's really important and hard to like solve because you're mm. like, how do we solve this? And yeah, but anyway, so I don't know how people do it remotely. I wonder if there's like been a, an issue on those things. Maybe not. I, I mean, if you're talking about totally the drink trolley problem, I, it's not, really not that hard <laughs> yet. <laughs> So what, when we say we're going to talk about a thing, Buy what we really mean is we'll, we'll just have a chat, introduce that, and then talk about something, something else. else. Yeah. <laughs> so back to talent. <laughs> yeah, talent, culture. You need important. it. Um, yeah. Culture was good to have. Yeah, and all the things like I, I think in person definitely. Even mm -hmm. if I was remote, I would definitely onboard people in person to see how they interact with people and. Train them up in person, I think personally, but obviously horses, of course. Obviously, we're we're always like doing interviews and you know hiring and things like that. Um, one thing that keeps uh, coming up is like people that don't put their cameras on, um, yeah. and and you know and in obviously during remote working and you know certain cultures in within certain businesses, a lot of people are used to not putting their camera on, right? Unless they're like speaking or not even then. And then you just lose so much 
yeah, social behaviour, social not, interaction. You, you know, you don't get a good connection or feel dynamic visual. It's just a voice on the you end. Don't, like, You're basically just doing phone interviews. That's basically. it. Yeah. But even a phone has less latency than uh, audio call on a, on on you know uh, over the internet, whatever. So you know when someone wants to speak, like they make a little noise or an intonation or something that kind of lets you know that they're ready. Whereas on like um, on, on on video calling platforms, a lot of the time, they, it. it streamed, no, the, the platform itself has streamed that out because it's minimizing noise. It's canceling the noise, background noise, and that, that intonation that you might have like, uh, uh, you know, that's gone. So you don't pick up on the same social cues that the person is either trying to interject or say something or whatever else. So just like, those things if you can't see the person mm. you it's just not fluid um no matter how in tune you are with what's going on yeah um so yeah, yeah cameras maybe that should be part you should be told yeah I think. yeah like exactly it should be on. I've, oh, never had, sure. I've never had that in my interviews honestly oh i strange i've I, never I, out of all the interviews no one's never not put the camera on. sometimes it's because they have a tech issue and then we have to reschedule or something like that but yeah uh, i've had that a few times oh interesting mm. but also with you know when you're working with customers or, or whatever else it's a culture that's you can't change it coming in coming in there as a yeah, client you have right? to have cameras on. so yeah yeah exactly so i mean i get it like but you can put a background on now right so if there's something yeah. Yeah, yeah you can always put a background on but people are just like not used to not wanting to you know show their face or not even necessarily the background nowadays it's like oh i haven't done my hair properly or what's your problem view? For you, but, you know. we're getting massively off topic yeah but like What's your view when uh, people can have AI filters? So basically, it's not their face, but it's whatever face. No, it's terrible. No, but it's a face. It's a face. I don't want to be talking to. But it's a, a face that a might meme look of like a cat a really, or something. No, not a cat. But I mean, like just a, I know, it could a like face. A, just like a, a tweaked face or like some fe face that they like they feel more comfortable with. Yeah, no. Would that be? But how would you know if it was really good? And it was like, literally, you couldn't tell. If AI gets so good that that happens, I'm moving to only in-person interviews. <laughs> Imagine if they arrive with your face yeah. and you've basically interviewed yourself, but with a different voice. <laughs> wow. Like, this, uh, this conversation got uh, quite nodding. weird quite quickly. We're still on topic, though, so, interviews. We're still on interviews. topic. Anyway, don't think this has been the most insightful informative podcast about talent um, yeah other than the fact that i think we have listed of quite a few things yeah like, i suppose i don't feel too bad <laughs> uh, we've enjoyed it anyway yeah so. exactly. and hint hint if you haven't already guessed it we are hiring so yeah. uh, please do look at the website and um and uh, hit us up if you are looking for a role or want to come into the cloud area yeah um, and don't forget obviously we're on cloudplug.io and where the episodes will be and on Twitter as Cloud Unplugged and YouTube. Thanks everyone. Thanks everyone. Speak soon. Bye. Bye.